You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, December the 4th. My name is Lucas Smith. St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We got ourselves a good one as we finish up the Locked On Twins, Locked On Cardinals crossover event. Spectacular. As Nash Walker of Locked On Twins and I uh, conclude our conversation of dreaming for trade targets. Uh, in the last couple of days, if you've been listening, if not, that's okay. Last couple of days, we've talked about Eddie Rosario, who just got non-tendered and is now a free agent um, that the Cardinals could go after and why Nash likes him as a Cardinal. Uh, I've talked about get going after Luis Arias, Bayard Buxton, and Ash just talked about Flaherty, Martinez, and Gallegos. Um, so on today, I finish up with my next couple picks, and Nash finishes up with his as well. Um, some surprising picks, and I go after uh, one of their bigger stars starting pitching. I tried to keep I tried to keep my picks uh, more realistic. That's why I didn't go after say a Donaldson or a Jorge Polanco, who you know, third and shortstop there that would really improve St. Louis. But I tried to keep it a little bit more realistic. Um, so that'll be the, the third part of the show today, or the part of the show today will be the third crossover of that. Um, and just some, some Cardinal news. that they, they, uh, Cardinal signed a one-year deal of, for John Gant avoiding arbitration, which is huge. I think that shows a lot of trust in John Gant that the Cardinals didn't want to put that up to fate. That they were ready to, to go ahead and sign that deal coming off of a couple of, of really good years out of the Cardinal bullpen and being really reliable. So... Um, Going to get my future show tease in here. It is Friday, so you won't be hearing from me until the, uh, on Monday. Um, but go ahead and get your picks in now. The, 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 trade, the, the free agent market grew a lot yesterday with the non-tender deadline. Um, some, some players on the, on the market, David Dahl, Kyle Schwarber maybe, Eddie Rosario that we, we just talked about. So go ahead and um, email the show, lockedoncards at gmail.com. Or uh, DM the show on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals. Also, LO underscore Cardinals is the... Uh, both Instagram and Twitter. DM w- with your new free agent targets as to who you think the Cardinals should go after, and I'll discuss those targets uh, on the show Monday, Tuesday, and uh, however long we get some more options there as some more free agents hit the market in the last couple of days. But um, until then, uh, please enjoy the last part of Nash Walker's and our conversation of Locked On Twins as we discuss a little bit more about trade targets and as we both give our bid for Nelson Cruz. So enjoy our conversation and have a happy Friday. I think for two, just to finish the point of Martinez, and then I'll give you my third guy. I think that Mar- Martinez is more likely to get dealt at the trade deadline because you do have yep. that team option. They can, they can have that extra year of control. If he has a strong first half and the Cardinals are struggling offensively or whatever, then I think Martinez is more likely to go uh, at the deadline. But uh, that's my take. So I'll go, I'll go with my third player. I'm going to jump in. Um, and then the Cardinals, you know, before I'm going to preface this to all the Cardinal listeners out there right now. I talked about James McCann yesterday as a catcher uh, to be signed, or I talked about him whenever I talked about him on Tuesday. And I, James McCann is a great option, but for the purpose of, of this show and for for crossing over, I'm going to say Ryan Jeffers. I'm not I'm not going to say Mitch Garver because mm. I figure he's pretty untouchable at this point. Uh, but I'm going to go Ryan Jeffers. He's, he's 23 years old. Uh, he filled in for Garver. You can give more talk to this, but I thought he filled in fine for, for Mitch Garver. 
he's number six twins overall prospect according to MLB Pipeline. You know, in, in 26 games, small sample size, he slashed 273, 355, 436, um, three home runs, drove in seven. And, you know, uh, for, for the positives, when you look at Ryan Jeffers, he's played, a, you know, the last two years in the minor leagues, he's hit a lot of home 21 home runs across two years is pretty solid for, for a catching prospect. Because when mm-hmm. you think of catching prospects, you tend to lean more towards defense. But at the same time, in the MLB, he was in the 90th percentile in terms of framing. So he was really, really good at, at framing pitches and getting called strikes. And you and I talked about it post-doubleheader of, you know, the robot strike zone might be coming quicker than we might want mm-hmm. it to. Uh, but for the time being, framing is extremely valuable. And I think Jeffers brings that. And I think, especially when you're looking at the Cardinals, they have Ivan Herrera, who just turned 20 years old. He's not going to be major league ready for two or three years, as much as Cardinal fans are commenting, saying they want him starting next year. Not going to happen. He's played four games at Double A. Other than that, it's all been A and, and High A. You're starting uh, to learn how uh, how fans who follow are uh, so high on prospects. He's going to start yeah. next year. No, no. no. I'm older than <laughs> Ivan Herrera. He's not starting next year. Um, and, you know, when you look at Jeffers, he might be similar to an Andrew Kisner, who was 26 years old, got a couple more years in the major leagues, but similar in the sense of limited major league experience, high upside. But I think mm-hmm. why I like Jeffers maybe more than Kisner is because he's proven it a little bit more than Andrew Kisner has at the major league level. Kisner has more, more time, but Jeffers, like I just talked about, good slash line, good home runs, and handled, a, handled the pitching staff pretty well, I, you know, from the outsider's perspective and everything like that. But Ryan Jeffers, I think if the Cardinals miss on Yachty, if they miss on McCann, they don't want to give the full job to Kisner. What do you think Jeffers' availability is like in terms of what, the, what, what they would ask for from the Cardinals? So I'll give you a, a little background. He's from UNC Wilmington. That's where he played college ball. He was drafted. People, I don't want to say laughed at the Twins, but criticized the Twins for, for drafting Ryan Jeffers as high as they did. And the reason being is he had a great bat, but his – defense at catcher and his size if people thought he's going to end up being a first baseman or a DH and so to draft him as high as they did um, was looked at a little with with high eyebrows certainly from the industry I think and from scouts but then he became an elite defender in the minor league system they said Brian first last year was the best defender in the minor league system because he said he never had a catching coach in college and he finally got a catching coach um, with the Twins and a great one in Tanner Swanson. And they turn him into, you mentioned the 90th percentile. I can tell you the eye test checks out. He was stealing strikes all year, you know, when he came up for the rest of the year, rather. He was stealing strikes for Kent Maeda and Jose Barrios and the whole staff. He was elite back there at doing so. And the bat is just so solid. And he's, you know, he doesn't chase. He didn't chase much. He's very, very much like Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver had a disastrous 2020 season. He's got three years left at team control. But I'm a Garver Bobo. I believe in his 2019, and I believe in the bat and the approach. So I love that you picked Jeffers because I don't think people are talking enough about what he could bring back. And maybe that they should trade him. I know they love Ryan Jeffers, but you have Mitch Garver who crushes left-handed pitching. You have two right-handed catching bats and you can just move forward and say okay these are our two catchers but at a certain point I think um, you have to give the reins to someone right and I, I'd rather have Garver even after a bad 2020 in a 60 40 70 30 roll with a backup rather than a 50 50 split because I think you take value away at a certain point from one of those guys not letting them play as much as they should so I'm open to moving Ryan Jeffers I know a lot of Twins fans would scoff at that because they love him and they think he's you know the future behind the dish and you know I think that's there's some truth to that but I, I love that you picked Jeffers because I also think he fits in great with the Cardinals even if Yachty does come back right because there's talk that Ryan Jeffers could start in triple a 
worst case, or, you know, if, if they feel like they want to platoon with Garver and get a lefty, bring back Alex Avila or Jason Castro or something like that, he could start at AAA. So you can bring back Yachty for a year or two, have Jeffers kind of start behind him and, and learn from him and, and really become a great defender. I think he makes a ton of sense there. The return is, again, hard to gauge. You know, there's six years of team control on him. You mentioned the upside. The def- defense, it seems like, checks out with what everything that's been said. He came up and backed it up. Um, how the Twins value him is not completely known, but it, it feels like they really, really like him. So that's a- another hard thing to gauge, but I think it makes a ton of sense, certainly. Ryan Jeffers to the Cardinals. I think he looked great in the uh, the red and white with the Cardinals on the bat. But I, I think I'm more open to it than a lot of Twins fans, Lucas, certainly. I, I want to know your sense. I'm going back to the bullpen for the Cardinals. Right. One year, $12 million guaranteed. Little trivia. Who do you think it is? Left-hander. Is that Andrew Miller? <laughs> Andrew Miller. Right. And Andrew Miller has one of the best sliders in baseball. Everyone knows the name, right? Cleveland, New York, playoff monster. Um, comes to St. Louis. And I want to know what you've thought of Andrew Miller since he's been in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's a guy that from the moment we got him, you knew you weren't going to get 2016, 2017 Andrew Miller because that was once in a generation type stuff, what he did in 2016 postseason and carried it in a little bit to the next season. You knew you weren't going to get the ERA under two and the, you know, just those elite numbers. But I think the Cardinals for the most part have gotten what they've gotten out of Andrew Miller, pretty much what they expected. Pretty decent numbers. And he's, he's come in and he's not one of those lefties that can only pitch to left-handed hitters. You know, especially with, with the new rule in place now, I'm not sure if it'll be in place next year, but with, with the three batter minimum rule, he, he's a left-handed pitcher that's more valuable because he has the ability to get right-handers out. He can mm-hmm. bury that, that slider at their back foot and they have got no chance, you know. So I think Andrew Miller, you know, he hasn't been the, the lights out that the he's been in the past, but he's definitely been a huge positive in the Cardinal bullpen. More coming up from Nash and I in just a moment, but first I want to tell you about the incredible Built Bar, and how they are dreaming of a white Christmas. They are introducing an all-new white chocolate bar while supplies last. White chocolate cookies and cream has 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. White chocolate salted caramel has 130 grams, 17 grams of protein, and 4 grams of sugar. The white chocolate cookies and cream is delicious. And right now, you get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased and 25% off. Go to BuiltBar.com now for this incredible deal and get 25% off, and you can use the promo code LOCKEDON to get an extra percent off your purchase. Once again, white chocolate bar, white cookies and cream, white salted caramel, and you get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now. Yeah, you mentioned that slider, one of the best in baseball, has been for a long time. I know 2015-2016 is a lot of this, but but since 2015, minimum 250 innings among 87 relievers. He's fourth in ERA behind Zach Britton, Araldis Chapman, Will Harris, seventh in FIP, fifth in strikeout rate behind Craig Kimbrell, Dallin Batances, Araldis Chapman, Edwin Diaz. I mean, he's among the best. Third in ERA plus at 175 behind Zach Britton and Araldis Chapman. And then strikeout to walk rate, 29% behind Kenley Jansen, Edwin Diaz, and Craig Kimbrell. So ranks among the best of them, Lucas. And I think, you know, we saw his fastball velo decline again in 2020, which I know is a concern probably to a lot of teams. But for me, 
a way that you can counteract that, and I expect the Cardinals and Miller to do this, a way that you can counteract of declining fastball velocity is throw your slider, your off-speed more. And that's what we're seeing in baseball. We The Twins do it with ma- mostly all of their relievers now. The Twins are so slider-heavy in the bullpen. Great example of that, Sergio Romo. You know, doesn't have the fastball anymore, but his slider is such a good pitch, and he struggled down the stretch a little bit in 2020, but you saw that Frisbee against the Cardinals. Because it's such a good pitch, he throws it, you know, throw it 70, 80% of the time, and he's still really effective. And I think because Miller's slider is so good, he can continue to be really, really effective out of the bullpen, even with a declining fastball. 12 million guaranteed in 2021. Um, I think for Miller, would slot in really nice in the back of the Twins bullpen with Taylor Rogers, the other left-hander. They need probably another left-hander. I know they tendered Caleb Thielbar today, but he's in the back end, you know, fifth, sixth inning guy. I think Miller would fit in nicely and, and he's a big name and I think uh, he's a guy with playoff experience and I think is a, an attractive option where do you see his value Lucas in a trade one year team control um, what do you think potentially the cards could get back for him in a deal yeah you got to think of it too that he's going into his age 36 season and you know he pitched in 16 games in 2020 and had an area under three area plus of 160 which is well above the average of 100 when you're looking at who you're going to get back you know I, I think you know kind of what you talked about it, it is tough to judge um, in terms, it, it'll probably be, you know, maybe a couple low level prospects is what they're going to need in terms of Miller, because you're probably not going to get the high level people. You're probably not going to get a major league talent for him that makes that worth it for either side. So I'm probably looking at one, maybe two, you know, w- with the guaranteed team control. Um, if it happens in the off season, probably one or two low level to mid level prospects for Andrew Miller and probably on the, on the offensive side of things, maybe not pitching because the Cardinals have enough of that. I'm on board. Yeah. I picked four pitchers here. Uh, Lucas, you got number four on you, don't you? Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go. I think I, I, I'm through my four. So I had Jack Flaherty. I had Gio Gallegos, Carlos Martinez, and Andrew Miller. You have one, one right. left, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to the mound and this is my, this is my Wait, Jack Ami. Flaherty. This, this is my dreaming. This is my dream situation. Jose Barrios. Okay. Going Jose, I, I, I stayed away from Kenta. You know, I'll let you keep the, the, the second place Cy Young Award winner. Um, but Rios is, is one of those guys, you know, we've talked about a lot of these type of guys with, with high upside. And I think that he's a guy that he's got electric stuff. He really, really does. I love his, his slider curveball combo uh, or curveball changeup combo rather. Um, you know, guy that you talked about, Jack Flaherty, this would be a great guy for me to pair as a one-two punch. Because behind Flaherty, you've got a lot of solid pitchers for St. Louis, a lot of solid starting pitcher mm-hmm. candidates. But it's just a matter of who's, who's the number two? Who's your solid number two guy? And he was coming off a, a decent 2020 with, with a 5-4 ERA, 109 ERA plus. Um, but, yeah, I mentioned, mentioned some of the positives. He's been pretty durable, 145 innings plus in the last three years, excluding 2020, obviously. Strikeouts per nine have gone up since 2019. Strikeout per walk, walk ratio has gone down. Absolutely nobody, or very limited people, were hitting his changeup. 214 batting average against, 167 batting average against his curveball. So his changeup and curveball mix was lethal in 2020. But you look at the negatives, his expected ERA and his FIP were both a little high. Both took a drop from 2019. His fastball is getting hit a ton. 380 batting average, 780 slugging against that thing. So that's some cause for concern. Uh, but again, can can the Cardinals have too much pitching? No, you can never have too much pitching. So despite all the depth, a one, two guaranteed punch of Flaherty Barrios would be a fun one to watch. 
Certainly. And I think what we've learned with Jose Barrios and we've, we've waited a couple of years um, again, how you can dream on these prospects, right? People, twins fans have been waiting for Jose Barrios to take that next step to being a true number one, you know, quote unquote ace for the twins. And it just, it hasn't happened, but what he's been as a two-time all-star, you know, he made it back to back years. He's a really, really good number two. And we saw that play out because they bring in Ken, to Maeda, who then becomes their number one. And now you don't have these expectations for Barrios. You expect him to be a really strong number two. The Cardinals would, you know, with Jack Flaherty as their number one, Barrios number two. And you find out, okay, maybe right now, and he's 26 years old. I think he's going to be turning 27. He's two years away from free agency. Right now, it doesn't seem like Jose Barrios is going to provide you with that number one ace level stuff. And that, that ace, well, he has ace level stuff, but you know, the ace level, but what he is, is a really good number two on a playoff team. He had a great playoff start this year uh, in game two against the Astros wanted to stay in longer. He's, he's a great, great teammate from what we've seen. And I think he's uh, you know, as a homegrown twin is, is a fan favorite, certainly. And a guy that people love in Minnesota and for good reason, you know, he's uh, he's got great talent. He's got great energy. He has great stuff. You mentioned that curveball is just an elite pitch. Fastball got beat around, yes. All the peripherals as far as his velocity and, um, you know, spin and all those things looked good. He just didn't get the results at, at all times. And, um, and that's sometimes been the case with him. Also, late season decline has been a problem. He's so good in the first half. I mentioned back-to-back All-Star. In August, I think his ERA is above five. Maybe August of 2020 helped him a little bit, but probably not a lot because he wasn't great at the beginning of the year. He really struggles uh, late in the year, kind of runs out of gas. The Twins feel like they helped last year before this uh, shortened campaign in keeping him fresh. But yeah, there are negatives. There are question marks with him. You mentioned the upside. I think he still has it. He's still young. He's so durable too. Um, you know, is consistently going to give you 180, 200 innings. It feels like every year. Um, and is just a, a mega athlete is so good on the mound defensively. It's just, he's an asset, you know, and I, the twins have talked to twins fans, I should say about extending Jose Barrios because they still believe in his upside. And I do certainly, uh, it's hard to gauge if they would train him now because they're in such win now mode, you know, but the rebuild on the fly has been, has been tossed around as well. Um, I like that pick though. And I like your four Lucas. Those are, those are four, not only, you know, good players in her eyes and Jeffers and, and, uh, Barrios, but I, who was your second? I can't remember. You had, uh, Buxton. I can't remember who your number two was, but, Buxton, that's right. Yeah, Buxton. Just all fan favorites, um, electric players. I think you made really good choices here. Uh, and guys that – I'm not one of those fans either, one of those uh, analysts who's going to say I'm not open to trading. You know, it's like untouchable. Yeah, there are certain guys you'd expect to get more from, but I, I'm open to it. I think of these four, and I'll ask you as well, of the the Cardinals four, the most likely to be dealt in my mind um, – is probably Byron Buxton, I would say, just because of the team control and because of the, the uncertainty of him in center field. But even then, um, I don't know if the Twins would do that. Who of these four, Flaherty, Martinez, Gallegos, and Miller, do you think would be the most likely to be moved? I think it's the guy that you and I talked about, you know, off recording. It's Martinez. I think that when you mm-hmm. just look at um, – I just think it's time. It's one of those things where you've seen what you can get out of him in a Cardinal uniform. And I do really think that the the mindset of a of a scenery change is more beneficial to the mind than people realize. And I I think baseball is such a mental game and all this different stuff. But I think a change of scenery could be good for Martinez, could be beneficial for him. And I think of the four that you mentioned, he's definitely the most likely to go. 
yeah, I look forward to it. It'll be so fun if they do make a deal because we'll, right. uh, we'll have like a six-hour breakdown. But <laughs> let's finish here. We mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, Nelson Cruz, potentially a target for both these teams. The latest report is that Nelson Cruz and the Twins are in a staring contest waiting for that National League DH. Um, what do you think the likelihood is, Lucas, and, and how open are you to the card? I know you've mentioned before – uh, about the DH, I kind of forgot your stance on it. But what's your what is your stance on the National League DH? And if they do bring it back, how interested are you in Nelson Cruz? And for what price do you think the Cardinals would be interested? Yeah, I go back and forth to be honest. Six parter there. Yeah, <laughs> I go back and forth on the DH to, to start with with subsection one of question one. Um, I struggle with the DH just because I, I do consider myself more of a traditionalist and don't change something that ain't broken. But I understand the appeal to the DH, not wanting to let your pitchers hit and, you know, all, all this stuff like that. I understand it. I would, to be honest with you, rather it not come back, uh, just the fan of me. But in terms of what the Cardinals could, mm-hmm. you know, of how they can go after guys, yeah, bring it back. Because Nelson Cruz going into his age 40, uh, 41 season, uh, I think it's age 40, would it would be huge. Mm-hmm. I think that he might want a two-year deal, but if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not going – you know, it has to be pretty team friendly money wise to go to. I'm sticking more towards the, the one year, anywhere from probably twelve to fifteen million dollars. Probably is where I'd start. That probably end up closer to seventeen million dollars, to be quite honest with you. But you know, like I mentioned, that's a pretty good cleanup hitter to get in your, in your lineup as a as a team that struggled to hit home runs and as a team that struggled to get hit with any sort of power. To get Nelson Cruz on there for the Cardinals would be huge. Instant offense would hate to see him go but uh, if he goes to the cardinals that'd be okay because he's gonna help <laughs> you guys a lot lucas thanks lucas thanks so much uh continue to follow non-tender deadline today cardinals and twins fans and also into the weekend we will see what happens with our with our players with the uh the stars and some of the uh, not so stars on these teams as we move forward in the offseason lucas thanks enjoy the rest of the week and i'll talk to you soon brother you got it thanks for this idea nash great job and keep up the good work talk to you soon we